Welcome to KXAN News today. Here are your Wednesday morning headlines. The unrelenting storm in California continues to worsen. Near Los Angeles, people had to be rescued after this sinkhole swallowed their car. There are more rain thunderstorms on the way, knocking down power trees, evacuations in effect because of flooding and power outages. California's governor says 12 people have died in the last 10 days. Dade Phelan is once again the Texas House Speaker, lawmakers re-electing him yesterday. Phelan was first chosen as the 76th Speaker of the House in 2021. He's currently serving a fourth term as a state representative. His district covers part of the area west of Austin and north of San Antonio. There's still a chance to win the Mega Millions jackpot. No one won yesterday's drawing. The next one is set for Friday with an estimated $1.3 billion jackpot with no winner since October 14th. The cash option will be just over $707 million. There are worries this morning about having enough people to take care of you when you're sick. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Miller. Good morning. I'm Sally Ethnandos. There is a shortage of nurses nationwide. And so that means here in Central Texas, there are longer wait times at some doctor's offices and hospitals. It is a problem that has only gotten worse since the pandemic. But there is a new program here in Austin that could help fill that gap. KXAN's Nabil Ramana shows us how it works. It's all the way around. Practice makes perfect. We'd make sure it was rough for a good 15 seconds. And today, Christy Rushing is putting her practice to the test. We can attach it. She's working to become a registered nurse at Austin Community College. I've had several friends already graduate and are currently working and, and, and enjoying it. When she finishes in May, she hopes to get right to work. It is very critical to get these positions filled. Lori Dillon is the department chair with ACC's professional nursing program. Program, and she hopes more people will soon join the ranks. We need a wide variety of nurses to fill all the holes that have come into play in the last few years as a result of retirements and COVID. She's hoping a new program at ACC will help add even more nurses. The program allows RNs to get a bachelor's in nursing online, which opens the door for promotions and leadership roles. We're teaching them how to function at a higher level as a nurse. What else is required for community health, community service, leadership and management? RNs in the program have already completed most of the in-person work needed. So you can work full-time, you can be a full-time mom or dad, and you can still be a full-time student. It's a program that Rushing says she'll look into, but now she's just looking to get to work. I will probably work for a little while and um, and see which area I choose to concentrate on and then maybe go in that direction. Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. The RN to BSN program offers a full-time option that can be completed in just three semesters. It also offers a part-time option that can take five semesters. Digging a little deeper on this, there is already a bill filed in the new state legislature that would make it easier to repay nurses who go back to school. It opens up repayment assistance to part and full-time workers who are still part of a nursing program. Last year, close to 800 Ascension Seton nurses voted and approved to become part of the National Nurses United. Nationwide experts say the demand for registered nurses will hit more than 3.5 million people by the end of the decade. That's adding nearly 50,000 nurses a week. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry. 
Let me show you what's going on outside this morning. Maybe you're in your car listening to our podcast or just waking up, getting a little eye boogies out. I'll tell you what, today is going to be so warm, it's going to feel bizarre. The fact that it's January and our temperatures are nearing records today, not necessarily the case in the morning. It's still cool. I mean, we're sitting at 52 degrees. You'll notice the clouds on our Whittlesea Landscape Supplies weather camera there in Granite Shoals. But today's one of those days where I guarantee you will not need a jacket this afternoon. It's going to feel more like April than it will January. Our temperatures are in the 50s and 60s everywhere you look. 58 degrees in Austin, 57 in Marble Falls, 60 in Bastrop, 59 in Lockhart. Kind of a mixed bag as far as the trend goes. Some of us a little cooler, some of us a little warmer. You'll notice San Sab is up by 15 degrees compared to yesterday, but Austin, we're down by three. Regardless where you are right now, you can plan on seeing a mix of sun and clouds today and very warm temperatures. The fog isn't even as bad as what we have yesterday morning. Coastal plains, portions of southern counties here. Hayes, Caldwell looking at some reduced visibility, but there's no alert in effect right now. I'll let you know if that changes. Once that fog clears out, plan on seeing a good amount of that sunshine today between the clouds and those 70s around lunchtime are warming to 85 degrees. That's going to tie the record uh, for the day here that we last set back in 1990. Let me walk you through what I'm going to be talking about coming up here shortly. We've got an overnight cold front that does bring some changes to us. Cooler temperatures on the way, high winds on the way. That's going to feel some fire danger, and I'll show you the latest map on that. Plus, a cold start to the weekend. By that, those overnight lows getting a little chilly as we hit Saturday. I'll show you the numbers here in about 10 to 15 minutes. Thank you, Kristen. The woman accused of killing her best friend and kidnapping that woman's baby is expected in court today. Megan Fiermuska has a pretrial hearing today. Back in December 2019, she was accused of killing Heidi Broussard. Broussard found dead in the trunk of a car outside Houston near Jersey Village. Her baby, who was through three weeks old at the time, was found alive and in good condition after Fiermuska had tried to pass off that baby as her own. Fiermuska faces charges of capital murder, tampering with a corpse, and two counts of kidnapping. Austin police are looking for the driver of a deadly hit and run on New Year's Eve. Driver hit 58-year-old Lloyd Goodenow around 3 o'clock in the morning along East Runberg Lane near North Lamar. He died at the hospital, and police are asking anyone with information to call APD. There is a $1,000 reward for information leading to an arrest. Texas Rangers initial Uvalde mass shooting report now in the hands of prosecutors. That's according to our media partners at the Texas Tribune. Uvalde's district attorney saying she does not plan to publicly release that report. The investigation was expected to look into whether any victims who died could have survived if police broke into that classroom sooner. A gunman shot and killed 19 students and two teachers last May. A new section of affordable housing is going to open up very soon here in Austin. 140 rental units are available on East 3rd Street. People who met the income requirements can start applying right now. Chalmers West is part of a three-phase redevelopment upgrade of the 83-year-old Chalmers Courts community. Renovations started about three years ago. And with all the combined apartment complex phases, nearly 400 units will be available for Austin families. Police releasing a sketch of the man they think burglarized several apartment apartments in Austin. And they say he intended to commit sexual assault too. The message they're now sharing with the public. The new aggressive plans Leander ISD has for this upcoming school year.
Good morning, a live look this morning from our Granite Shoals camera. And you can see some cloudy skies, but Kristen says it is going to be just exceptionally warm for this time of the year, her full forecast in a moment. Also this morning, we're getting a better description of the man that Austin police say burglarized several apartments and intended to commit sexual assault. Yeah, really scary. Austin police say this case has started to pop up back in December and there could be more victims out there. We have a look of the sketch of the man on KXAN.com. The description APD has is vague, but you can see it's a man in his 30s, short hair, possible facial hair, and they want everyone to take a good look at that sketch in case people recognize the face. Because we don't know the extent of what any suspect would be willing to do, I think it's always important to remain vigilant. And uh, I would not want to ever state that the public doesn't need to worry about a specific threat from a specific person. Investigators did not give specifics, though, about where the crimes took place, but they do say the burglaries happened at apartments near Berkman Drive and US 290. Police continue to reach out to people in that area that are impacted. Cool and Globes returns this year. Who won in the different major categories? How local pharmacies are handling a Tylenol shortage. Good morning, all Texas women's basketball looking for their first ranked win of the year. Could they bounce back at home against the Jayhawks? Good morning. We are back in Granite Shoals with this live look and an early start to this Wednesday morning. Going to be a gorgeous day. Thanks for joining us on KXAN News today. We continue our conversations with superintendents in Central Texas this week. And this morning we are hearing from Leander ISD Superintendent Dr. Bruce Gearing. Yeah, it was really cool to be there yesterday and talk to him. That school district, he tells me, has two very aggressive plans this school year. One focused on attracting teachers from thousands of miles away. And another plan focusing on how to keep a dangerous drug very far away. How does Leander ISD compare to um, other schools when it comes to staff? Do you have enough teachers and staff on hand for the school year? So this has been a really challenging time for all school districts and Leander ISD is no different. Um, but I will say that instead of thinking about how many staff we've lost or losing, I like to look at it from the perspective of how many we've managed to recruit and hire in the district. And our uh, human resources department has done an exceptional job of, of finding innovative and creative ways to fill those vacant positions that we have across the district. Um, one of those ways is they've been recruiting internationally. And so we've uh, engaged with two different programs. One is called the Spirit Cultural Exchange Program um, to hire teachers. Uh, the great part of this program is it's bringing really experienced teachers with five or more years of experience in their home country to the district on, on special visas. And so we appreciate that effort with, with that entity. Of course, recruiting has been huge for us. Um, this year, we've hired 200 more teachers than we hired at this same period last year. And so uh, almost 1,037 new, new staff to the district on the teaching side. Um, which is an incredible job of making sure that, that our kids are getting what they need, very quality personnel. We've talked about fentanyl, how it's just a growing crisis in so many school districts. Um, how, how are you addressing that here at Leander ISD? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a huge issue and one that, that we're watching very carefully. Um, we're very fortunate that we haven't seen any loss of life uh, through fentanyl yet in the district, and we hope and pray that that continues. We're really 
proud that we've managed to get Narcan into our campuses. So all of our nurses have doses of Narcan uh, on their person in their clinics. Um, our SROs also carry Narcan. Um, we've just recently managed to increase the number of doses that we have available as they start to see uh, the, the very powerful fentanyl that's coming off the street um, that's requiring more than one dose of Narcan to address. And so um, we're doing everything that we can. Um, we are trying to educate parents um, and we're about to roll out some direct student education on, on this very difficult challenge. You can watch my full interview with the superintendent on KXAN.com. All right, excellent. Tomorrow you can tune in for our interview with Round Rock ISD superintendent. Our reporter Mercedes Hernandez is sitting down with him. Well, the Golden Globes honored the year's best in TV and film last night. The event trying to get back into Hollywood's good graces after more than a year of controversy. Yep, Best Actor and Actress Awards going out, and this time to Michelle Yeoh, Colin Farrell, and Kate Blanchett. Steven Spielberg's The Fablemans won Best Director and Best Drama. In the television categories, Game of Thrones pre-sequel House of the Dragon picked up the win for Best Drama, and The White Lotus took Best Limited Series. Jennifer Coolidge, I think, won an award. Yeah, I saw her on the stage. Uh, White Lotus. I know you and I both watched that. Just an incredible show. Yeah, and I just started actually watching um, the one before that that he directed. Enlightened, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we just started watching that last night. So we'll see. He's a great director. Yeah. I'm way behind the curve on that. Wait, on White Lotus. You need to get on board. You need to get I, on board. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't watched any of them. I knew who Eddie Murphy was, though. He won a, one of the like Lifetime Awards, so <laughs> that got in now. The others... Not so sure. Let me show you what's going on with your forecast here because we do have quite a bit of cloud cover seen from satellite. There ain't no rain out there yet. We could see a couple sprinkles in our eastern counties. I'll show you that in just a second. But in general, we're just waiting our next cold front and it's going to come in tonight. As far as the currents go, you're walking out the door at 58 degrees this morning, well above average. Winds are calm. Humidity is about 90%. We've been warning you about this that humidity is going to surge ahead of the cold front. We'll try and get a couple sprinkles out east to 35 this morning, but we're just not seeing a whole lot of moisture to work with as this front moves through. Our temperatures are in the 50s and 60s everywhere you look. I would suggest maybe just a light coat if you need it. Everybody else, I mean, we're going to be in the 80s this afternoon, so you certainly won't need it for the rest of the day. The fog is going to be something to watch for, kind of like yesterday. This will probably creep a little bit closer to I-35 over the next couple of hours. Then it will mix out this afternoon. We are going to see highs in those low to mid-80s area-wide with a forecast high of 85 in Austin. That would tie the record last set back in 1990. When it comes to our sky conditions, here's what I'm thinking a couple sprinkles. Will it be a lot? No. Will it mean anything? Probably not either. I'm not expecting anything to actually make it into the rain gauge and, and be significant. But if you run into a couple sprinkles on your windshield, that's what that is. You'll notice for the rest of the day, mix of sun and clouds, if not more sun than clouds, and then that cold front arrives overnight, but it's not going to bring anything. It's dry. It's a dry cold front for us here in central Texas. I do think it'll bring some wind. That you'll notice starting today as that, that south wind ahead of the system will gust anywhere from about 15 to 25 miles per hour. The winds will be strongest tomorrow behind the cold front, though, and this is where you can see those wind gusts anywhere from 25 to 30 miles per hour. Let me show you what's going on with our wildfire danger because today moderate for most, but we're already starting to see that high fire danger creep in from the north. We'll likely see more of that spread across the state tomorrow. Rainfall, not that I'm seeing. A little bit of rain that we're seeing 
early next week in our eastern counties still kind of a question mark on MLK day I've only put a 10% chance of rain in because I'm not confident that that's actually going to make it to our eastern counties but it will be something to watch breezy to windy conditions today into tomorrow you'll notice that temperature shaves off about 20 degrees from our high temperatures but we're still above average and we're still mild for this time of year in the 60s Thursday into Friday mid 60s to mid 70s this weekend with more wind to finish the weekend and again that little baby 10% chance of rain expected come Monday. Thank you Kristen. The state executed its first death row inmate of the year. Robert Frada died last night. A jury convicted him of hiring two men to kill his wife in 1994 amid a custody battle. His execution was almost delayed due to the drugs used in lethal injections because he and three other Texas death row inmates sued the Texas Department of Criminal Justice, claiming the prison system used expired drugs as part of lethal injections. Yesterday, a Travis County civil district judge issued an injunction that prevented the state from injecting inmates with that drug, but a higher court overruled that later in the evening and the execution moved forward. Criminal defense attorney we consulted with getting some third party insights still expects to see more challenges about the drug in the future. I'd be very surprised if the most recent ruling is definitive on answering all of these issues or answering all these questions. The Texas Department of Criminal Justice did not have further comment on the court proceedings. If you tried to get any cold or paid medicine for your kids, you may have realized it is very tough right now to get your hands on them. There is a huge demand nationwide. That's leading pharmacies like Walgreens and CVS to limit the quantities you can buy. In particular, infants and children's Tylenol has seen a spike in purchases. It's all thanks to the rise in COVID-19, flu, other viruses. We checked in with Terrytown Pharmacy, which is among those struggling to stay stocked. We've been able to keep a kind of like a slow trickle of um, certain products of ibuprofen in, but the Tylenol has been a lot more challenging. We're just really hearing from a lot of people just calling around that their um, local pharmacy or the grocery store chain doesn't have it, so they're kind of trying to just find anyone that does. Because the government hasn't declared a national shortage on ibuprofen and acetaminophen, compounding pharmacies can still make those drugs. However, they still need a doctor's prescription in order to get them. Central Texas's largest manufacturer could get even bigger. Even bigger. This week, Tesla applying to expand its Gigafactory with the Texas Department of Licensing. That's according to our media partners over at the Austin Business Journal. So this is an investment that would be more than $700 million. The Greater Austin Chamber of Commerce says Tesla's factory has already diversified Austin's economy by growing our automotive sector. It also points to more possibilities with jobs that come with the expansion, something Austin Community College also looks forward to. Its Tesla training program has gotten more than 3,000 inquiries since it started over a year ago. I think it's great. It's exciting because that means there's more opportunities for people in Central Texas to get employed. There are still lingering issues, though, from the original Gigafactory, with dozens of people who built it saying Tesla's subcontractors did not follow proper safety protocols and still owes them money. The Workers' Defense Project filed complaints for those workers with the U.S. Labor Department back in November. 
Looking closer here, a school district working closely with Tesla. It too is expanding. We're talking about Del Valley ISD. Whisper Valley, a zero energy capable community in East Austin, says the Del Valley ISD Board of Trustees has closed in on over 149 acres of land to build three schools. Construction on Del Valley's second high school will start this year and will hold about 2,400 students. A future Del Valley ISD elementary school and middle schools are planned for the second part. The district superintendent says the schools will have a significant focus on career pathways that will provide a workforce for the future, including technology, engineering, and manufacturing. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning, all. There was a women's basketball media availability on Monday. Vic Schaefer was less than thrilled with the defensive effort. Lucky for them, a chance to get things back going in the right direction a night ago. Number 23, Kansas in town. Could Texas get that first ranked win of the season? Well, it looked good early. Longhorns were in front by three. Shea Holly says, what if we double that with another three, make it six? Things looking good from distance. Second quarter, Mina Muhammad, Hadija Fai, couple bigs working together and one. She's been outstanding, has Hadija Fai. Rory Harmon didn't score for a little while, but once she did, she really made it count. Makes the lead 11 before the break. In the third, Taylor Jones, big putback and one. Team really loving having her back healthy. Longhorns trying to put them away in the fourth. Harmon to Shaley Gonzalez, who was the story in this one. Three of her game-high 26, a much better effort. Texas wins, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I'm going to tell you, these kids, the last two days, have done an unbelievable job preparing for tonight. Um, Coach Lovato had a great scout. We've been going through their stuff for two days. And um, I just, I couldn't be more proud of these kids. And for the UT women, next, another tough game for them. Going to host a ranked Iowa State team this weekend. We'll send it back to you. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.